Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Let's Grow.Work, hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. I'm your host, Justin Bonnet. On today's episode, all the way from Maryland, we have Carson. Carson, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? My name is Carson Mangum. Uh, my wife and I own and operate Maryland Auto Spa out of Silver Spring, Maryland. I uh, met Justin through the wonderful network that is Team Shine Supply. Um, and now here we are. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Welcome aboard. Shine Supply is the place to be and or know for sure. Um, so you're detailing up in Maryland. You have a shop. How did you start out? What's your story? Yeah, so uh, I knew from a young age that I didn't want to or I wasn't going to be good working for somebody. Um, I guess people telling me wasn't what to do wasn't, the, wasn't my idea of fun. Uh, so I always knew I wanted to own my own business. It was just a matter of what it was going to be. Um, and I, it actually started as a um, class project in the community college I was at. Uh, school was never really my thing. I never really uh, did homework, I guess, was my biggest problem. <laughs> uh, so school was never really my thing. I would have rather, you know, been outside, been working, been doing this, doing that. Um, so didn't go the four-year college route, went to a community college. Um, and then uh, one of the entrepreneurship classes that I was taking, uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday that the class was, we had to write down the top five things that we were passionate about that day. Um, and she kept telling us, that if you're going to own your own business, it's going to be grueling. It's going to be day in, day out. It's going to be when you're sick, when you don't feel well. So you need to be passionate about it in order to push through all of that. Um, I didn't know that she was going to be passing all of these sticky notes back to us, which she did at the end of the semester. And every single one of them, I was 18 at the time. I started the business when I was 19. Um, every single one of them on had something to do with vehicles, whether it was a um, car wash or a dealership or a mechanic shop or a tuning shop or, you know, anything like that. It was always something dealing with vehicles, uh, not very mechanically inclined. Um, so I just decided to go out and try to clean them one day and uh, it actually went pretty well. And now here we are 16 and a half years later. That is crazy. First of all, the fact that you had an entrepreneur class in high school, that's what you said? No, just out of, it was college. It was a okay. community college, college. just all out right. of high school. That makes a lot more sense. All right. Good for you for being in college. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't start going until <laughs> quite some time after. Anyway, uh, no, that's great. So, and then, so you started mobile detailing. And how long did you do mobile before you're like, all right, let me transition to a shop? Yeah, so we were doing mobile, um, sun up to sundown, seven days a week. We were doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday were our just strictly wash days. We were doing between 10 and 15 cars. Uh, and then Sunday through Wednesday were our detail days. Um, we did that for, let's see, started May 20th of 07 um, and did that. We moved into our first shop, which is oddly enough across the parking lot from our shop now. And we moved in there in uh, March of 2013. Uh, so we were fully mobile for, uh, what is that? Five years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we started, uh, we moved into the shop, but everything was still predominantly mobile work. Um, and then the shop started picking up bigger jobs started coming in. The shop just kept getting busier and busier. We started getting people asking what time can I drop my car off versus what time can you come to me? You know? Um, so the shop just started getting busier and busier in 2019, uh, we stopped doing mobile completely and focused on just the shop. Um, and things have pretty much exploded since we decided to 
stop doing the mobile side of things, and it's been great. That's really awesome, and it's really admirable to be able to stop something that you've built because I think a lot of us know as detailers the transition from shop or from mobile to shop, you're more than likely going to lose a lot of clientele. And a lot. <laughs> a lot. So it's it was very nerve-wracking. It was one of those decisions where I'm sleeping on it. It's like day in and day out. I'm thinking about, you know, this client just called and we're going out to their house next week. Are we never going to hear from them again? Um, just, it was a very stressful time in that decision, but looking back on it, um, I wish I had done it sooner because it's a, it was, it was definitely the right move. And for keeping mobile on as long as we did for as little as we did towards the end of it, I just wish I had, you know, pulled the trigger sooner, but it was very difficult. Yes. Yeah. Um, we lost a whole lot of people. I would say we lost, uh, 75% of our regular wash maintenance customers. Wow. Um, cause they were, you know, looking for that 20, $25 wash at their office every Friday or whatever, you know? So, um, we lost them and some of them, a lot of them understood. A lot of them were other business owners or entre other entrepreneurs. Um, and then some of them had a few choice four letter words to say to me as, as I, as I left their office and then never heard from them again. And for, you know, it's, it's for the better for that, yeah. for those type. But yeah. I mean, there were some that, you know, didn't, didn't, uh, follow us to the shop, if you will. Um, and I definitely missed some of those. Um, but some of them are, I'm fine with leaving in the past. The biggest, honestly, the, what I miss most about being mobile above all else, above being out in nice weather, about being outside. I miss our customers. dogs. <laughs> I mean, we used to have, I had relationships with some of these customers for like 10 years, um, you know, doing their cars and w w through like two or three dogs that they had watching their kids grow up. You know, it's like, it's, you know, about it from being mobile as long as you have and the customers you have, like you, you know, part of the family. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> no, it's a really good statement. And it's funny that we're having this conversation because I know for myself personally, we're, you know, we've been talking about transitioning into the shop full time and I'm a little nervous about it because we have yep. the whole thing down. It's going really, really well. We have a super strong team, strong as it's ever been in 15 years. Uh, so it's, it's definitely nerve wracking. Did you feel like when you transitioned or you might know, did you have a drop in revenue for a certain little while or did it just continue going up? Um, it, I mean, it, it, it did, but it was very little because at the time we were doing so much shop focused work mm -hmm. that the jobs we were mobile for were, uh, you know, express details or maintenance type stuff, or it was nothing like no big jobs or anything. So what it, it really, it didn't affect me. Like I had, you know, built up in my head that I thought it was going yeah. to, if that makes sense. The whole definition of fear, the false events appearing real, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and I think that's the the issue that a lot of entrepreneurs face is getting in your head and just, you know, as Joe Rogan calls it, the inner bitch, right? And it just knocks. Yeah, yeah for sure. Your inner bitch, and it's not always easy. It takes no. a lot of work and a lot of just umph to – Take some guts, man. I mean, it takes some guts to cut off, you know, 75% of your, not, I'm not going to say your income, but you know, your customer base. I mean, it was, yeah, right. I mean, it, it is, um, it was, it was, so it was, uh, that and the switch from the shop across the parking lot to this shop were the two times in my career where 
I've had the most gut wrenching decision. That doesn't sound right, but like the 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 most thought that has gone into that type of decision, you know, in my career, where th those were the two times so far. And it's, I remember moving shops, like we were almost, uh, almost triple the rent from what we were paying before. Mm -hmm. And the space was a little more than double. So I mean, you know, it was like, how the hell am I going to fill this space? How am I gonna make rent? And then one day, like, you know, four or five months into last year, which was our first full year in, the sh in this shop, you know, I left one night and there's like nine cars sitting in here, packed in, getting ready to work on the next day. I'm like, you know, it was just one of those moments where you stand. I'm getting chills talking about it right now. Yeah. It was just one of those moments you stand back and you talk, you think about it. And you're like, I was worried about how I was going to fill this shop. And now, you know, we got this thing packed out right now. <laughs> awesome. So, so inspiring. Crazy. Because the shop it's that pretty cool. you at was the one that you were just moved out of, right? Or... Yeah. No, the shop that you met us at, uh, that was this shop. That's our current shop. Okay, okay, okay. I couldn't remember. Time You're saying when you guys came up for the Driven to Care event? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was this shop. Yeah, it's so crazy. Time flies. That, that? Yeah. Yeah. It's no, crazy. We met in <laughs> I think. I was going to ask you that, too. Because <laughs> um, did it, it didn't happen in 2020, right? No, they didn't have, did they, they have the shine class in 21 February the reunion. Yeah. That's when you took the class. Yeah. And so I went to the reunion that same year in September. Okay. Gotcha. Then that's when it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I've known you for like 16 years, man. Right. <laughs> Talk every day. It's good, man. Right. You know, yeah. shout out to Danny at elegant auto detail in New York. Shout out to drew at South or central Florida shine supply. Like for sure just having those connections means the world to me and like yeah being you know those dudes are awesome too it really dude it's amazing it's like we all yeah. like we all really get along and it's important to lean into your network and i don't think a lot of people do so many detailers i feel get nervous about talking to other people and like you know they're gatekeeping or whatever it is like right if anything it's time to like embrace the community and embrace the people around you so you can all do better and dig in on that yeah exactly no that's that's one of my yeah. things for sure um when you went i've heard a couple i've heard a couple times people saying that your net worth is your network you know who you who you surround yourself with yeah no that that's exactly it and it's it's tough to create those new relationships because so many people are busy they don't want to invest the time into people. And like, I'm a huge proponent investing in people. Like that's what makes the world go round. Right. Um, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. It's, it's tough to, you know, break out of that comfort zone and connect with people. Cause you know, a lot of us are hurt or whatever it may be from previous friendships, things like right. that. But it's, it's important to lean into those people and show people that you care. And if it's reciprocated, that's awesome. If not, then you just find your, you find your, uh, your, your village, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Great it too. Yeah. Um, yep. So how has business been since you've got moved into your new shop? Just slammed? Uh, yeah. So um, 2020 COVID year, oddly enough, was the best year that we had in business despite being down for, I think we took off a total of six weeks just trying to figure things out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... So that was the best year we had, and it's just proceeded to get better. Um, we were still in that shop across the parking lot, 2020, 2021, 
um, moved in here January 1st of 2022. So last year, um, and it's, it's been, it's been a roller coaster, but it's been one of the best rides I've ever been on. It's been incredible, man. I mean, it's business wise. It's, um, like we're doing some, some record numbers for us, so, yeah. which is pretty incredible to see and to be able to, um, like to see just like, cause we don't have a big team. We have uh, myself and John who work in the back. And then my wife, Megan works up front, you know, answering phone calls, talking to customers. Um, we don't have a very large team, but I'm, you know, daily, uh, impressed daily about what we can do, you know, as a, as a team who, who gives a shit as a team who cares as a team who has a common goal in mind and works towards that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, I've always, I, I've had a lot of years in this industry, in this business, working by myself. And it's just amazing when you can find like-minded individuals that will come together and um, for the common good, if you will, you know, of the, of the business and, and work and come together and, and, you know, be uh, decent to each other. We, you know, we've had some bad guys, some um, guys that joined the team that shouldn't have and, you know, things like that. But we got it. We're in a good spot now. We got a good team. We got a great team looking to hire somebody the beginning of next year also. Um, and then just, you know, the, the world is our oyster, as they say. <laughs> I don't understand. Shout out to my dad who absolutely loves oysters and raises them on the Eastern shore. So, That's <laughs> um, but yeah, how, uh, how about you? How has business been since, cause you guys moved, how long have you been in that shop? Uh, we've been here since 2017. So oh, okay. kind of just like our, our HQ for our mobile units and things like that. And I mean, you know, I started detailersproducts.com in, in around 2017, 2018 to create like a storefront of, you know, good products. And it's crazy because we didn't get with Shine Supply until 21. Like we had a lot, right. of, we had a lot of, you know, fallbacks and things like that. And I was so focused on the mobile side. Plus, you know, we had some contractual issues with some dealerships and things like that that really, you know, put me in a bind. But we fought through it, and we we made it out on top, and we're you know we're surviving. Sure. Um, but yeah, so team not surviving, you're thriving down yeah, there. Yeah, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Y'all are crushing it, man. That maintenance we, schedule, I love, dude. It's it's guys, the bread and butter, man. I love the and wait, but, so not to interrupt, but I got a question about that. You're not stopping maintenance. No, 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 no. Okay, that, you're not. I'm, by that I mean mobile. You're not stopping the mobile when you go full time in the shop. You're still going to run that. Correct. So. All right. My plan is, is I have a three person team that'll continue the maintenance. I'm going to start putting out that we're opening our shop five days a week in 2024. I'll handle whatever I can until I cannot anymore. Right. Hire and just continue that way. Um, We got a strong team where one, a couple of our team members can lead a team. No problem. So even if we have to pull a person from that team, the maintenance still can still run. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of juggling, you know, I know there's For sure. a million apps out there. You know me, I'm loyal to square.com for like, yeah. um, <laughs> use your able, correct? Correct. Yeah. How's that been for you? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, we've been with them since 2019. And, um, to be honest, I don't know how I did it before having a CRM. I never had a CRM before, so this is the first one. And, um, kind of dove into it and didn't know what to expect, but it's, you get out of it, what you put into it. So I sat down and entered in, you know, just entering in all of the services, entering in all of the descriptions, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was helping me get used to the system, but once we got it down, I mean, I absolutely love it. 
the automatic texting of customers, the reminders, the automatic follow-ups after jobs. Um, you know, we can take payments in that software. We can do scheduling. They do have a mobile side of it. We're not obviously not mobile right now, but um, they do have a mobile side where they give you like all of your, your day. I think they have it mapped out. Um, yeah. And then it can also send uh, the customer a text when it sees that you're 15 minutes away. It automatically sends them one saying, hey, you know, um, Justin is 15 minutes away from your location and so forth. Um, the, you know, the team behind it, the um, Abens, Abens. the Abens, yeah, those guys, they are absolutely incredible. Yeah. They're the most down to earth people you've ever met. They're great folks. It's a family run business and they are exceptional at what they do. The customer service is, is you know, bar none. Um, the software itself is absolutely incredible. Um, and they're very helpful in getting everything set up and if you have questions and all that. So I love it. I've, I've you know, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Like I know you are square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we used uh, Urable for a while, um, but I was so knee deep in the square ecosystem where it just didn't make sense to continue. Using yeah. Um, I get because, it. Because we're going shop again, 2024, I might look back at it. And, you know, like you were saying, their customer service, absolutely just mind-blowingly well done, especially for yeah, 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 for sure. And for those that don't know, CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management, or at least that's what I'm thinking. And it is, I would say that it is vital to running a successful business. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, because, so, I mean, just data and automation is where it's really key. And I absolutely. So many detailers don't tap into that kind of stuff. They're just kind of, you know, right. I first started when the technology wasn't available. You know, I, I feel like a lot of those guys are still going that route. Like, for, yeah. you know, we do all of our booking online, which I think saves us so much time because we are mobile. We're working on cars where we don't have right. where you have your wife at the desk to answer the calls. You know, right. that, it's, it's a lot of, it removes a lot of friction from the, you know, experience purchasing process. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't funnel. You want the least amount of friction between their finger and that button <laughs> exactly. and your purchase now or book now button. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is this more, is this podcast more for the entrepreneur side of things or the customers? I mean, I can tell you about one of the things I really like about the automation side of your okay. able, but normal consumers probably be, uh, they don't want to hear all that. But anyway, so one of the automation things that they came out with earlier this year, late last year, was um, uh, just getting everything set up from entering it in as a, entering the job in as a quote. So you, a telephone comes or a call comes in, you answer a call, you talk to the customer, they want to go ahead and book a, you know, a ceramic coating or whatever with you. So you enter this job in as a quote. And as soon as it gets entered in as a quote, the CRM then sends an approval form with our terms and conditions and the job we discussed and the price and everything. And once they approve that, this is all automatic. So all we do is enter it in as a quote and I can go back to polishing a car. And then it sends them the approval form. They approve that. It sends them the invoice for our standard uh, deposit that we do. Um, and then once that's paid, it sends them a text message confirming the appointment and then everything is scheduled from that point. So all we have to do when booking that stuff is just set it in as a quote, you know, which takes 30 seconds. Yeah. You know? I mean, less. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, it's just like that stuff is, um, 
uh, I was, it, it costs a little bit more per month to do the automation side of things with them. But I was, again, one of those things I was skeptical about doing. Um, but at the same time, I looked at it as, you know, these guys have been incredible for our business and have not steered us wrong. They've helped us when we need help. And like, why am I debating this? I know it's going to help. So anyway, I jumped in and um, having that feature has saved an incredible amount of time, you know. Um, just to being able to answer another phone call while all of that automation is happening, to be able to go help a customer up front, to be able to, like I said, polish a car, whatever you're doing, you know? Yeah. So, And like, you know, kind of like you just mentioned, it costs you more per month. And it's kind of like when entrepreneurs are skeptical about hiring people, I always try to like, 100%. I always try to tell people it's an investment. It's not really a cost, you know? Right. If you can and that like that automation, um, it costs per month. It costs more per month than the standard one. But um, it's like, you know, having another employee exactly. that would be able to that would be able to do that, but cheaper, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, once you start looking at it, the nitty gritty and the analytics and everything, you're like, all right, this is a no brainer. Let's go ahead and <laughs> do this. Yeah. It saves a bunch of time. It's awesome. Yeah. Automate. And it, and it puts it all in the client's hands to provide the right uh, information and, you know, again, to accept the terms and conditions. Right. Yep, which, exactly. You know, and we have, they have, um, like a proposal option, which is like an estimate. Basically you can write that up and you can do like the main service they want. And we discussed, and then we can do like optional add-ons. Like if they wanted to add a wheel coating or windows or do an interior or whatever. Um, and then, um, we have, there's also the virtual store that they have too, virtual shop, which is like, you can do online booking and sell products through and things like that. Um, and that way, um, they can go in and, and book online. They can do everything, you know, through there also. Um, so it's been, it's been awesome. I mean, it's been a great investment as you said, you know? Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of, I think, sleazy people out there trying to run apps and things like that, but there's, there's the ones that truly show up and do it. And I know there's like detail bookie Orbis, you're able yeah. for detailer specific industries. You know, uh, like Thomas with Butler Loan, he uses yeah yard book. I can't, I, I can't remember, but something lawn service. No, nah, I heard it on his on his episode too. Yeah, um, and then there's also like House Call Pro. I mean, I know that's one too. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of different stuff out there like that. Yeah, but I just love, and you can attest to this, how detailing has like catapulted tremendously into like a professional industry now, like commercial brand. Right. You know, whereas. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, from right when we first started, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was I was, you know, I was looked at as um, Joe Schmo in a truck with a bucket, you know. Yeah. Um, but now yeah. it's it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, it really is. I mean, just like like on the consumer side or like the uh, product side of things. And again, like you're able and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Where, where, you got all brings that sense of professionalism to it, you know. Yeah, it, it really does. Because, like, you know, for us being on the inside of detailing, like, we both know it's kind of like the wild, wild west. There are so many people just doing what they want and just trying yeah, to. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I was just like, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you good, good. I was going to say that the lady that um, she just left right before I hopped on here with you, giving her um, like a rundown of we had ceramic coated her car last, uh, last uh, month. And I dropped it back off at her house. She was out of town. She's been out of town a couple different times. So we didn't have a time to connect to do like her wash clinic. Like I like to walk through and educate the customers on, you know, how to protect their investment. Yep. Um, 
and that was, you know, um, one of the things with, damn, I lost my train of thought. There was something I had there. So sorry about this. This is <laughs> probably ruining our episode now. Right. I just lost my train of thought, but anyway, we'll that's keep going. It It'll come back to me. <laughs> it will. It's three o'clock in the morning when you think about it. But, oh, that's uh, sorry. I, I just remembered it. So it was, it was talking about, um, cause she can't, she doesn't have the time to come down to us to be on our maintenance plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a guy that comes around to her office to do mobile work. Um, along with, um, there's something by her house that she's going to get a hand washed on too. So I know the one by her house, I know that was totally fine to go to, but I told her, I was like, you might think I'm crazy and I might sound crazy to you, but, um, this business has a very low barrier to entry. So you can go to the store, you can get a couple buckets, you can get some soap, you can go wash a car. Um, so that just equates to a lot of people doing it, um, cheaply. Uh, not even cheaply, just doing it, just not, not doing it the proper way. And the, like, and, and not the proper way, meaning using different products where they shouldn't or using different towels where they shouldn't scratch and paint, you know, doing this, scratching wheels, a bunch of different stuff. And I was like, by all means, I'm not trying to tell you don't do this. If you want to go do it, by all means, go do it. I'm just trying to help you protect the investment you just put into your brand new Mercedes, you know? Um, and she was like, i I appreciate that because I just, it was an investment, the car alone, and then the ceramic coating and everything on top that we did. Uh, and she's not trying to ruin it. So she was like, yeah, I'll, you know, the guy that comes around to the office, I'll get you his card. And, um, cause I know a bunch of the guys around here mobile from doing it for as long as we have and things like that. So she was like, I would appreciate if you could see, you know, if you know the guys and they do good work. Awesome. Um, if not point me to your, one of your, the mobile guys that we use or we refer to and things like that, just so she has it done properly and not, you know, your wash and scratch car wash essentially in a parking lot. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Those fly by nights, man. It's, I've seen so many people start and so many people stop for whatever reason, you know? Right. And when we first started talking this evening, you were mentioning the driven to cure. Cause that's why we came up to the car show. I would love to hear just a quick blip about that for people to just to share the story real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Driven to Cure. It was started by a good friend of the shop here, uh, Andrew Lee. He came down with a terminal kidney cancer in 2015 when he was at the University of New Hampshire. Um, Turns out that that disease was called HLRCC. It's a very, very rare type of kidney cancer um, that there is no known uh, cure for right now. So I think when he was diagnosed, he was number 47 or something that had a list of like HLRCC patients. He was number 47. And now I think they're up into like the thousands um, because of not strictly because of driven to cure, but they've had a big hand in helping raise awareness and funds and everything for that. Um, It's just one of those things that nobody really knows about. So their big push is just try to get people to talk about it, get people to research it, get, you know, raise money to send to NIH here in uh, DC and University of um, UCLA. They're also doing a research um, out there with uh, HLRCC. So anyway, um, Andrew Lee, um, good family friend, he came down with this terminal kidney cancer, started this charity as a way to help others that were in his position. Um, So went out and purchased a uh, Nissan GTR that he would come home from school every two weeks to do uh, chemo treatments. And he's, and he would drive the car to and from the treatments and said that was the freest he's ever felt was when he was behind the wheel. And you know how that is, man. I mean, being car guys, it's, it's a true statement. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. Your, your dream car, you know? So um, 
after getting the car and starting the charity, uh, he decided to just literally go all in, um, painted the car. It's called Driven to Cure Orange. It's actually sold around the country from BASF, the paint manufacturer. It's called Driven to Cure Orange. It's a special color made up by a company called APAC up here in Baltimore. Uh, they painted everything. They put a wide body kit on it, Liberty Walk. Um, it's tuned. Um, let's see, it's got airbags, so it feels like it's sitting on the concrete sometimes or the grass, wherever it's parked. Um, it's a, it's the showpiece for the car, but it's a driver through and through as well. Um, you know, we drive it to a bunch of shows, um, but there's also a trailer where we've trailered it out to SEMA. It's been all over the country, um, and basically helping raise money for Driven to Cure, which is all of the money, all of the proceeds go to research. Um, so they're, you know, just trying to, their mission statement is to raise funds and awareness for rare cancers in children and young adults. Um, so that's what their mission is. And to date, I think they've raised, um, right now it's probably up to like 1.2 or 1.3 million bucks, um, for research, which has all gone back to either NIH here, like I said, or UCLA. Um, and there's countless number of people that are coming out, you know, messaging driven to cure saying, thank you for everything you guys are doing. I had no idea what I had. The doctors had no idea. We did a little bit of research and found driven to cure and then found NIH and they were able to get their son here. And now their son is cancer free. You know, it's, wow. it's like stuff like that, that's starting to come out of the woodwork that, um, has been because of the research, because of the awareness, because of the funds, because of everything that they're doing. Um, and it's it's incredible. So unfortunately, Andrew, the founder of it, passed away Easter Sunday of 2019. Um, the charity can still continues to live on um, through all the volunteers, through his family and stuff. Um, and then there, so his dad, Bruce, unfortunately, passed away late last year, just before Christmas from pancreatic cancer too. So um, Andrew's brother, Tommy, and Bruce's son um, was my right-hand man here at the shop for almost seven years. Um, dude was, he was a, a wizard with a polisher. You know, he was awesome. Um, but he's, after his dad uh, was sick and passed away, he took some time off and uh, pursuing some other things. And um, I wish nothing for the best for that family. Those, they're, it's him and his mom and they are a great group of individuals. Um, we absolutely love them and, you know, wish them the best. They've been through hell with cancer, you know, between the two. So, um, and what we do for driven to cure is just try to do that. We just try to raise awareness. Um, at this point, we have a driven to cure detail where we do, you know, a full interior and like a wash and wax style exterior, your quote unquote full detail. Um, and 10% of each one of those details goes back to Driven to Cure. We donate back to them at the end of the year. Um, and then, you know, the Driven to Cure GTR, which you've seen, um, we put the coating on that. We did the paint protection film on that. We do maintenance on it. Whenever it's going to a show, we'll get it the week before and clean it up. Um, and just, you know, whatever we can do to try to help um, their mission, their cause, you know, try to try to help them keep on keeping on. Yeah, man, I think it's, it's you know, it's one of those bittersweet stories and the fact that you guys are keeping it going and keeping it at the forefront and it's not just getting lost is, is exceptional. Yeah. Uh, hits heavy at home on my heart, you know. For sure. Where can people donate and or find out more information? Uh, DrivenToCure.org. So that's DrivenToCure.org is going to be the best place. Um, you can donate on there. You can do a bunch of research and learn about Andrew and the car and the cause and everything that they've been able to do. Um, I think that I don't know how many shows they're going to be doing next year, but um, they might. 
I don't don't quote me on this. They might have a show schedule in there. I don't know for sure. Um, but if anybody ever sees them, um, you know, walk over to the booth, give them a give them a high five, give them a hug. Um, if anybody wants to donate, that's absolutely incredible too. Again, it's driventocure.org, um, and that would probably be the best place to, to go check them out. No, that that's awesome. We'll definitely put a link in the description as well. Um, all right, appreciate before, that. Yeah, absolutely. Before we sign off, what's the plans for twenty four? Oh boy, um, growth. <laughs> looking to uh, looking to possibly bring on another set of hands here to, um, you know, just to help here. Um, he's got some experience polishing and stuff, so um, get him, you know, up to speed on our processes with just the all the prep work, interior stuff, polishing. Get them, you know, him up to polishing and coating, um, and then bring on, you know. Just, just continue to grow day by day, step by step, one foot in front of the other. That's it. Let's um, and then just see, you know, I would love to bring on two people next year, but we'll see what, we'll see what, uh, how it shakes out. Yeah. Well, let's grow. That's, that's what it's all about, man. So awesome. Carson, thank yes, you sir. for your time, man. Greatly appreciate it. I know the day has gotten away from us. It's dark. It's about six o'clock on a Thursday. Cause that's what we do. We fit shit in, make it happen. Yep. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on, man. Big time. Dude, absolutely, man. Don't forget, let's grow dot work. Hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. We'll talk to you guys next time.